everybody, and welcome to our Bamfcast summer movie series thing. Sure, we're doing. It's a thing. Yeah, it's it's the Bamfcast, but with half as many people and not the right movies. Y- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We, we thought this out so well. Didn't we? Um, uh, it was like, hey, it's summer. You, you have time. I have time. We should get together in time. Yeah. Uh, some of us have more time than others. And we were like, hey, let's watch a bunch of beach movies and then talk about them mm-hmm. for the only half. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then we'll rate them and, and such. We but... probably won't really rate them. I oh, mean, we should I mean, rate we them. Can. Yeah, we, we should rate them. Uh, beach umbrellas. Uh... It's fucking jocks and shit. Oh, oh okay. I, I wrote a whole bunch of... Sides out? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> How many sides out does the movie get? Uh, but anyway, so you know, we got we got our beach bodies ready, and we uh-huh. I went and got waxed. Um, I might wax philosophical. All right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, what we're doing? We're just watching a bunch of, a bunch of like summer slash beach movies, mm-hmm. which apparently they stopped making about fifteen years ago. Okay. Uh, but the eighties had a lot of them, right? So also, by the way, I'm Harlow. Just in case, I mean, I don't know why you'd be here and you wouldn't know that. Christ. I'm just <laughs> throwing that out there, just yeah. in case. Okay. Hi, Harlow. Hi. Hi, I'm Chuck. Hey, Chuck. Um, how you doing? I'm, I'm pretty good. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you how, was your, how was your weekend? Oh, it, was, it wasn't bad. I went yeah, to the beach. Great. Yeah, yeah. interesting. <laughs> yes. That's uh, that's coincidental to what we're about to talk about. <laughs> Is it? What, what are we talking about first? We're going to go chronological order? Yeah, let's start at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> we watched two beach movies. Uh, we started with uh, 1985's Summer Rental, mm-hmm. starring the great late John Candy. Right. Just to, just to point it out, I, I want to say, I think the original plan was uh, Summer Rental and One Crazy Summer, and then you were afraid that we couldn't do Double Regatta. Yeah, I didn't want a Double Regatta. Okay. Yeah, you don't want a Double Regatta. No. Like, you don't want to go in, you know, without stretching. No, and, that that's yeah. a lot of Regatta. However, <laughs> I, we'll go ahead and spoil the other one. We, mm-hmm. we, we didn't end up Double Carl Reinering. Yeah, we, we Reinered. Yeah. So we <laughs> we <did>. Double Reinered. <laughs> So either way, it's dangerous, but we we survived the Reinering. Yeah, so um, summer school. Yes, yeah, his other that's summer, the second movie. Yeah. The, the reason we did it that way is that these were the two most easily accessible movies. Uh, summer sure. Rental and Summer School are both on both Hulu and Amazon. Okay, so they were just they were out there. They were so mm-hmm. it was. I had a list, and I was like, well, these two are available. Let's do that first. So fair enough. Summer Rental. No, 1985. No, did you watch this on Hulu or Amazon? I watched them on. I watched both of these on Hulu. Okay. Uh, was the copy on Hulu for summer rental widescreen or just four by three? It was widescreen. Oh, then I picked the wrong service. Oh dear. Four by three on Amazon. Just <laughs> oh. uh, FYI. Well, don't do that. Okay. Uh, no, they were both in HD on Hulu. All right. Well, so go do that. Yeah. Well, for I mean, either one's fine for summer school, but summer rental four by three non HD. No. Boom. I mean, you know, gross. Anyway. Summer Rental. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a 1985 comedy. It is. John Candy is an air traffic controller in Atlanta, which, to be fair, is one of the more interesting things about this movie mm-hmm. that it doesn't really explore. Like this movie is so. I mean, I guess we're going to. I'm going to be talking a little broadly about the movie, yeah, but sure. this movie's kind of so by the numbers. Mm-hmm. Except, like, in 1985, that was still a very interesting profession that hadn't really been covered in anything that I know of. Yeah. It's like, oh, what is this job? Yeah. That's fascinating. What are you looking at? What's all that stuff on your screen? That- well, that, and, I mean, you know, in Pushing 10 and things years later, we've went, oh, shit, this is a super high-stress job. Yeah. And, and rightfully so. I mean, so, I'm just saying, in 1985, it's interesting that this was the idea of, you know, get stressed out and do this. Yeah, it was interesting because, like, he does get stressed out at his job, and his mm-hmm. boss is just like, hey take the summer off right and it's like 
who who gets to do that? <laughs> I want that job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he uh, he's 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 not happy. He's been working like every day for thirteen years or something, and well, he just freaks out one day at work, and his boss is like, "Okay, get out of here. Right. Go go to Florida, and and chill." So they, this is basically a vacation movie with less hijinks. Um, yeah, or the great outdoors with less interesting ancillary characters. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, you, you have John Candy and both kind of fish out of water, literally, mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you just don't have his wacky brother and you don't have all the... I mean, the, the, the town characters are not as interesting in this as they are in... No, it's great kind outdoors. of a normal world. Yeah. And it's just... Well, it's... It's a pretty shit world. Like the general pop, the general population in this world fucking sucks. Have you ever been to a beach community? Um, like well, and rented a house? And... Well, I didn't have to because I grew up in one. Okay, well, I mean, I'll just say having done a lot of summers, like going to the beach for a week and living sure. in someone else's house, it's just like that's eh, is pretty accurate. Okay, it's gross and people don't look kindly on you. And I suppose, but. Uh, so, I, I guess I haven't had that experience. I was the local looking oh, down upon okay. people. You were the Richard Crenna of... Uh, <laughs> well, uh, yes. Okay. I hype man people oh, a right. lot. Um, so, it, I mean, it kind of follows that vacation trajectory of like, hey, this is fun, everything's fine, and then just things just go to shit, and then just continue to go to shit, and then maybe they pull it out by the end. But So, like, there's this whole thing where they're in the wrong house. Right. And first of all, I saw this movie a bunch when I was a kid, like Mm -hmm. a bunch of times when I was a kid and I loved it, but it always bugged the shit out of me. The ridiculous coincidence of the realtor told them that the keys for this house were in the mailbox right? and they are, but it's the wrong house. Yeah. Who keeps their keys in their mailbox? First of all, nobody. Second of all, two houses with almost the exact same address do it. That's really right. (laughs) That's a stretch. I know it's a comedy, but I know um, that's bad enough. But the thing I thought about was. Okay, these people came home. They obviously had just been gone for like a day, mm-hmm. you know, or yeah. you know, and why weren't their closets full of shit? Like, you open up the closet and go, uh, yeah, there was nothing in that house. I was, yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> you know, who keeps their ca- house at like rental ready, you know, yeah, capacity. It was, it was weird, unless they were just arriving back for the summer. Who knows? But yeah. it it was it was odd that they did not comment like, hey, there's there's personal belongings right. in this house, but yeah, they could have been snowbirds and coming down. And- yeah. I, I do appreciate though that all the neighbors just looked at, looked at them like you people are weird. Not like, hey, that's not your house. Right. <laughs> it was, it was, John Caddy's just introducing himself to everyone, well, and they're just snobby be, as shit. To be fair, I mean, I would probably just I would probably for a couple of days just look at the person next door. If somebody just suddenly appeared different next door mm-hmm. and was just started going in and out of the house, I'd be like, well, things happen. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> just like look and go, huh? All right, and yeah. maybe eventually go like, hey, uh, I guess if you're going to be here, maybe I'll introduce myself. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So big convoluted thing. They're in the wrong house. The first house is nice and they're all happy and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is going to be a great vacation. And then they end up in just a shithole right. Um, right next to the public beach access. So it, it just becomes this this John Candy downward spiral of I hate everything. Um, right. To be fair, I mean, it's it's a weird movie because there are external factors playing against him, but he doesn't help his own case. Most no, of the time, no. Like that—that's the kind of thing in movies that, like, I mean, I guess that is the vacation model because, uh, you know, he's Chevy, not as Chevy he, Chase never helps himself. No, he's like he's not as big of an ass as Chevy Chase is, but he doesn't—he doesn't do himself any favors. Right. Like he's—he's he's just constantly butting heads with the wrong people, you know, yeah. and making a scene. Which you know, that's what you need for comedy—is you have right. to have a scene. So, 
so <laughs> I, I, <laughs> what happens? I mean, he he kind of he kind of butts heads with a, a local famous dude, Richard Krenna, who's like won the the town regatta seven years in a row. He's just mm-hmm. a big deal in town. Uh, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, and just they they go out to dinner one night and they they clash and it's it's real dumb. John Candy should have given up a lot sooner than he did. Right. Uh, but then they they just keep kind of running into each other coincidentally out of bullshit reasons and right. it it the thing that leads to the third act of this film which is which is a regatta obviously mm-hmm. um it's just so absurd like they they keep having problems with their landlord and then it's like oh the landlord's out of the hospital let's go pay him the rent and then the landlord's dead and it turns out Richard Crenn is the new landlord it's just it's it's, it's convoluted like, and stupid right. yeah like you read the dark knight <laughs> script and it's just like i know where to go <laughs> yeah person just died and yeah. i you know like I, I like to imagine that the rich guy is just following john candy around and, and the, just behind like, the scenes, like behind the scenes, just like, <laughs> where is he? Like, okay, he's at this house. Who owns that house? I'm going to buy that shithole just to fuck with him. And he's like, oh, the guy's already dying. Well, then I can get it for a steal. Yeah. 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 Um, so it just leads to like a, you know, a bet basically is because Richard Crenn is like, you get the fuck out of that house and your, your family gone. Your summer is over. Right. And he's like, wait a minute. What about if we well, yeah, race well, for it? Well, there'd been a little bit of a more escalation because one of the times they met, he was like, I know how to sail. Oh, and he right. takes his son out for a boat ride, which I, we should probably talk about his family. Yeah, we should. I mean, his wife, I recognize her, but you know, I can't point to any one thing. She's just like one of those things, people who's like in a billion things. 80s mom. Right. <laughs> but his uh, kids are Carrie Green, you know, uh-huh. like my childhood love from like Goonies and Lucas mm-hmm. and this. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joey Lawrence. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yes. Little baby Joey Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and there's a, there's another, a, young, yeah, a younger, younger daughter, too. too. Um, they, not terrible. The kids are all fine. Yeah, they're well, not. Well, they're the, not... The, the littlest one, they pretty much for the entire movie just make her copy what the older kids yes. say. Yeah, as because that's what annoying kids would do anyway, and yeah. also it means she doesn't have to learn any lines. It's like just say exactly what she just said. Hmm. You know, which yeah. is, because there's like there's one line. There's a line late in the movie where I swear it's a, it's a different kid. Oh, oh totally. In, yes, you know? when she's on, in the boat, right. talking with the weird it's old man. Like, who? Where? Yeah. Whose voice is this? Yes. That is not that kid. I've as a, even as a kid, I was like, "What is happening? That's <laughs> <laughs> not right. that kid's voice." But anyway, they're they're out boating, and John Candy like, "Oh, I don't, I know what I'm doing." Kind of Chevy Chase mentality. Yeah, like, yeah I know how to do this, and you know, rams Richard Crenna's boat with the mast of his. <laughs> right. Or, yeah. Mast? No, mast is the big thing. The, the, bow, the pointy thing. Bow thing. The, the stern. No, it's not Howard Stern. Oh, Stern's in the back. It's the... the, the That's why Howard Stern's always been an ass. It's stern oh, means it's the back. the back. Okay, yeah, I yeah. get it. Um, yeah, I don't know, but he, just, he pokes the boat. Yeah, the mast. Yeah, the, the, the pokey thing. I think it is the mast. Yeah. Now the mast is what the sail is on. Uh, the bow, the stern. The... Yeah, they have a thing though. There's a pointy bit on the yeah, whatever. the thing that killed Jaws and Jaws Four. Right, <laughs> <laughs> they stabbed it with that thing. Sure, I think we probably had the same conversation on that <laughs> yeah, show the, too. The pointy you thing, know, the, the... <laughs> the thing in the front of a boat. I don't fucking know what. It's a, a stick. What do I know? A sail. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stick. It's where you put yeah. the boat. <laughs> <laughs> the boat compass. You just... <laughs> <laughs> right. You just point the stick at the thing. And yeah, you go they, they have metal the... in the front. They just naturally go want to go north, and you got to fight that. Yes. That's how you boat. Yeah, that's exactly how you boat. <laughs> it's just a compass on the water. Yeah, yeah. we are not seafaring people. Uh, <laughs> not seafaring people. What? Not seafaring oh, okay. people. Oh, that's Sorry, much let me space the words out better. <laughs> I'm definitely not a Nazi fair. No, that's you don't want to go to that fair. No, no. <laughs> that's a bad fair. Um, 
but yeah, that that's really like the run up to like them actually like making this bet and like you know him swooping at the funeral home and being like, all right, yeah. you know, I wouldn't take your check, get your family out. And he's like, wait, you can keep my check, we'll still leave if if you win, but uh, we stay rent free for the rest of the summer if yeah. if I win. Yeah, and he's like, of course, yeah, whatever. I'm Mister Yachting, so you know, <laughs> Mister Yachting. <laughs> um, so John Candy has gotten this kind of idea that he can sail because he's been palling around with Rip Torn, mm-hmm. who <laughs> owns a seafood restaurant, and he's. I kept I, for some reason I kept thinking he was going to reveal that he's not actually a pirate right. throughout this movie, but he never does. He's legit like yar. <laughs> I mean, he's he's that guy. Yeah, his uh, restaurant is the Barnacle. Yes, I mean, it's <laughs> which so- is also the name of the boat that is like where the kitchen is. Yeah. The kitchen is on a boat, it's, and it's then you, a, you sit on the dark. Yeah, it's dock. like a permanently docked boat that's mm-hmm. a restaurant, which also just serves frozen frozen fish scullies catchies yeah. of the day. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Rip Torn is his buddy in this. Let's not, let's not gloss over. We have to talk about more about the barnacle because oh yeah, Rip Torn, uh, Rip Torn, mm-hmm. yeah, that Rip Torn playing yes. a pirate, yar, yar. Uh, which when you hear him do it, it's like, well, how did no one have him do a pirate thing before? Because Rip, Rip Torn's voice is kind of perfect to pirate the fuck up. Pretty close. Um, <laughs> he pretty much does that with his R's anyway. Right. Um, but then he's got <laughs> he's got a Hispanic kitchen worker. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I don't Cortez. I think his name. I think he's in. The, yeah. Um, and then he's. <laughs> I don't even know what his function is, but he's got this really old Asian dude. He's listed in the credits as pirate musician. Yeah, but like, yeah, he plays music and also just kind of hangs around the place. Uh-huh. Yeah, play. Okay, you say plays music. Well, um, he's got he's got the most basic tiny little Casio keyboard uh-huh. that's just got an automatic beat on it, and he's just glockenspieling whatever <laughs> nonsense comes into his head and just smiling and just having a great time. He, that guy had to have been someone who was just hanging around the area where they were filming and they're like, get that guy. Yeah. He's great. Um, yeah, his his crew is is weird. And then later, a, a not Scotsman shows up. <laughs> well, <laughs> like not, the most cartoonish Scotsman. A not Scotsman, Scotsman played by a guy you will actually recognize. That's the great thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Richard Hurd. Yeah. Like, you, as soon as you see him, you'll be like, holy crap, that guy. He's yeah. been in a fucking he's billion things. billion things. And he's always just old white grandpa guy. He's right. just like, oh, doughy grandpa is here. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like they've decided to make him a Scotsman <laughs> in this. Just the most, like, cliched bullshit mustache, just kilt wearing, you know. <laughs> it's just like, where were you? Where, where did you come from? And his primary <laughs> job in the movie is to go find them a sail. Yeah. <laughs> so he's running around the southeast of the United States looking for a sail. Which, so. Again, something really strange that no one has a sale. Mm-hmm. Like, just the, everyone in the regatta buys all the sales. I, I guess. I don't know. Sure. I guess maybe they need an extra big one or something. I don't know. I, who knows? But yes, anyway. I mean, it's it's by the numbers from there. You know, it's montage, fix up the boat, learn mm-hmm. how to sail, mm-hmm. teach the family how to sail. Family reunites because of this now. They were all sad because uh, they were going to have to leave. Well, they were sad. Plus, like, you know, as I was saying, John Candy was kind of being an ass. Like, he, the one thing he tries to go do is, you know, he tries to big head his way to sailing and messes up his knee. Yes. So, so he's just he's stuck at home. home, like while mom and the three kids go out, um, including like going to the movie theater and forgetting her wallet and getting bought tickets bought by John Larroquette. Yeah, John Larroquette is in this and for no reason. It, yeah, it's literally like the most wasted plot line in a movie ever because it seems to be like, you know, 
I mean, let's be honest. It wouldn't take much to be like, I don't know, maybe not John Candy, <laughs> especially like the John Larroquette. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, that's, that's looking like a pretty good option, especially when he's not being douchebag John Larroquette, which he was being nice guy John Larroquette. Yeah, he was totally normal John Larroquette yeah. in this. He wasn't Klingon John Larroquette right. or, or yeah, I'm just Walter saying, Fielding. Like, you know, or he, Dan. Dan, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he buys your tickets and they kind of pal around a bit and like there is no... There's never any kind of like, oh, hint. you're palling around with him again. Right. It's no just jealousy like, whatever, whatsoever. No, it's, it's just strange. It's I mean, just... it's literally like offhandedly like, oh yeah, he got divorced and he's yeah. just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's like, we need a reason for the family not to hang out with Rip Torn. Right. <laughs> we don't want that. That's yeah. bad. Carrie so. Green's running around, you know, getting hit on by lifeguards. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, well, they live next door to a house full of lifeguards. Right, yes. <laughs> yeah, so the, she, and she, this, this brings up another thing I want to mention about the movie. She is constantly, like, pretty much almost every scene in the movie wearing those, the old school headphones that are, like, the built-in radio. Yes. So they're, like, the big fat headphones, mm-hmm. which aren't, don't look so out of place now, because a lot of people wear large around-the-ear headphones, but back then it was like, the fuck do you have on your head? Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's just like, <laughs> you know, I don't know what the reasoning was. I don't know if she was just like, I don't, you know, I'm if I do this, I'm, I just want to listen to music the whole fucking time because she's just, I mean, it's just an excuse. She's like half the movie, she's bopping mm-hmm. around listening to these things. That, hey, but, you know, kids at the time. Right, but but my <laughs> point is, is like, this is a really weird thing in this movie that almost all the music in the movie is from other movies. Yes. <laughs> like, the first time you hear what she's listening to, it's the Axel Foley theme when she meets John Larroquette's son at the movie theater. And it's then, Footloose. No, it, oh, no, that's Footloose then. That's right. She was listening yeah. to Axel Foley when John Candy took the headset yes, from her. And he can't figure out how to turn them off. Right. And so just gets blasting louder louder. the Axel yeah. F theme. Yeah. The neighbors are like <laughs> irritated yeah. But they're, shit. they're at the theater, which is like, by the way, an awesome time to have been in a movie theater because they have a poster for Footloose, a poster for, Dra- poster for Dragon Slayer, and a poster for Top Secret. Mm-hmm. And there's another one, too. There's Airplane 2 in the background. It, it, there's whole... some, like, some Vietnam coming home type POW Oh, movie. Uncommon Valor. Yeah. Yeah. The, everything in the theater was Paramount related. All the music was Paramount related. This was like a big, like, hey, remember our movies sure. kind of thing. It's, it's weird. It, it's strange, but... What's also strange, though, is that when they're in the theater and they're list- she's listening to her headphones and the dude asks her, what are you listening to? She says, wham, and it's not. It's the theme from Footloose. You can plainly hear it. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I thought that was a different point where she claimed she was listening to wham. And no, that was, that was, I thought it was her talking to the lifeguard. Like, no, it was right there in the theater. Okay. It, it was really strange, but whatever. Yeah. Um, wham, Loggins, and Messina. Yeah. Just was, Loggins. Yeah, you know. <laughs> All the same. Yeah. Uh, so they race. Uh-huh. And they have a fight. <laughs> John Candy wins. Yeah. John Candy Man. I mean, it's. <laughs> no, don't say, don't say, don't say, don't say, don't don't say it anymore. John Candy Man. Uh, I mean, stop. Um, John Candy that, wins the race. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, they they literally undock the, the seafood restaurant and mm-hmm. clean it up and yeah. race it. I mean, your typical like montage. We're coming together to save the rec center. Only mm-hmm. it's our shitty summer vacation that now we love. Yeah. Because we've we've met these this weird cast of characters that we like. <laughs> right. So. Um, you know, and they 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 did. Oh, and he also has the little like uh, you know, check. I, I I've got to come up with a better. It's not Chekhov's gun, and it's not like you know Deus Ex Machina. It's mm-hmm. like. It's that skill that is talked about, or something, something, something that is related to their normal day to day life saves their life by the end, like the gymnastics in the Lost World. Yes, because his air traffic controller skills come in because he sees a plane dipping, and he's like, "That's a something, something low current." Here comes the wind. It's over here, not there. Yeah, you go know, get it. He catches the wind, and everybody else, which you know, that's how they win the race. Almost, that's how they win the race. They they're oh, still also, not winning yeah. the race. He he. <laughs> They run his pants up the flagpole. They, they do. Uh, I wonder if they then the sal- I wonder if they then saluted his shorts. <laughs> yeah, but so 
<laughs> that's they needed extra sale, mm-hmm. and so he's like, "I've got an idea. I have large pants. Let's right. put those up yeah. there." And they win, and I appreciate that the judges are like, "Is that legal?" And one of the judges is like, "I don't know, but it's cool, I guess." Because <laughs> when it was happening, I was like, "No, no, <laughs> no sanctioned event is going to stand for this." Yeah. And Richard Krenna is losing his damn mind. He is losing his mind yeah. over the fact that he is well. The second he gets on the sail- his pants, the, se- the second he gets on the sailboat, he gets very much like the the rich kids losing at every in oh, every yeah. you know Absolutely. movie like this. Yeah, he, he it turns becomes into- every meatballs movie where he's just the rich. <laughs> kids are losing and he's you know having a tantrum on the deck of his boat yeah yeah but so anyway you know okay that's summer rental it's uh-huh. it's a vacation movie it's not as outlandish as the vacation movies yeah. but and it's also well it's i think must be it says it's rated pg-13 i don't know how like i honestly have no idea that it's like this is like it was always pg i don't know how yeah well the, i'm just saying indb says pg-13 must be one of those like retroactive ratings because Maybe. like this is the most go out of its way to be PG movie, yeah. even of the time. Yeah, I it's mean... It's really bizarre, because, like, there's a side plot. They're next-door neighbors when they move to their shitty uh, place. Yeah. The one guy's always doing construction, so, like, they're trying to have breakfast their first time they're there, and he's just sawing and hammering away. And mm-hmm. and then they meet his wife, who just got a, a boob job, and right. is, like, determined to show everyone and ask their opinion on it. Yeah. But it's, again, like, this is the most non... Uh, jealous world ever because yeah. she does this and the wife and the husband's always like ah put your tits away yeah you know, like, <laughs> they're fine just would you touch yeah. them and tell yeah, her just, just tell her they're perfect yeah. you know like yeah yeah and she's she's showing everybody including and he's one just of like, the judges at the regatta hey, well yeah. he's a judge yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she valued his opinion yeah. so but yeah he's always just like ah put him away right yep so yeah, that's summer rental yeah um you want to rate it um Summer Riddle is, like you said, it's one I saw a lot. Um, you know, it's just there was a section of movies that I had on, you know, dubbed onto VHS that we saw a lot. Summer Riddle was yep. one of them kind of thing. Yep. Um, probably not. I mean, it, I know it fell off the rotation because, you know, I, you know, you can watch the Goonies more. If I, you know, I, like I said, I was I was in fucking love with Carrie Green when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know? um, but, you know, Summer Rental was always just like, eh, all right, you know, it's been a while. Like, this is like a once a year, and then go like, yeah, that was Summer Rental, great, you know. So it's it's just it's 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 pretty forgettable, is what I'm saying. Like, there's there's not really any jokes that are spectacular. Uh, Rip Torn's like the, probably the best reason to watch it, just for his pirating. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like I, I don't know. There's something about the like the 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 crowd, just like the the general public, just being just dipshits and assholes everywhere just like really kind of bothers me because uh-huh. um, I'm, I'm you know you have leaps of logic it's just like like they leave the house and when you go when he's over at the next door neighbor you know where she's showing him her oh, right. breasts yeah there's this point where like they just walk up to this house and just somebody lets them like their kid in to use the bathroom and then everyone else just takes over the fucking house and it's yeah. like what yeah, like <laughs> i remember a, that used to make my dad furious there's too many leaps of logic where it's just like who the fuck why like <laughs> Who puts their mail- keys in the mailbox? Why are there no clothes in your house? What you know? Why this? Why that? That it's yeah. just like, eh, it's a lazy script. You uh-huh. know, mm-hmm. the kind of things that I appreciate. Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, things like that for more. Anyway, I say all that. I whatever two, two, two? Or whatever our ratings are. Two jocks. I mean, I would say it's, it's all right. It's okay. a little better than some other things we'll probably see, but okay. it's it's pretty poor <laughs> oh, on, on right. the grand sc- scale of things. Well, I I don't agree with that. Okay. Um, like I said, this was a movie I saw a bunch when I was a kid. I probably hadn't seen it in maybe 20 years or something like that, but still like knew a lot of lines and realized that I quote this movie every once in a while. Like if I see someone with a sunburn, I will say that's a good base. I will say that all the time. Never fails. Like it's 
instinct at this point. Even mm-hmm. if I just see something that's bright red, it has nothing to do with a sunburn. I will say, oh, that's a good face. Okay. Um, I quote it all the time. I think Rip Torn is great in this. I think he he and John Candy really play off each other well. It, it seemed like the kind of thing that you... I was watching Rip Torn to see if he wanted to murder John Candy. Like, maybe John Candy was just irritating the shit out of him on set or something like that. But no, they seem like, you know... They, they seem like two professionals who got along pretty well and, and had some fun <laughs> being dumb pirates and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and as much as I dislike Jimmy Buffett, that song is kind of catchy. The the montage song and then the one that plays over the closing credits. Okay. it's I didn't even realize it was Jimmy Buffett. It doesn't sound like a Jimmy Buffett oh, song. I'm just like, that's how little, I, I don't know, Jimmy Buffett. Like, okay, well. I, you know, I know Cheeseburger in Paradise. Yeah, it, it just doesn't Margarita sound like the rest of that bullshit that, you know, okay. that grandmother rock that he does. It, it sounded montage and fun. So it, it got stuck in my head. And okay. So I, I still love Summer Rental. Um, I think it's it's as much fun as it was when I was a kid. And, you know, you could pretty much watch it with your kids and family and grandmothers and stuff like that. It's yeah, it's innocent. I, it, that's the thing. I think I think at this point, it's just it's a little too innocent for me. I, I, it was refreshing for me because every movie now is just the meanest spirited thing. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just like I'm saying like I needed something a little more edgy. Like to me, almost the same plot, kind of you know, high stress job, go beach, mm-hmm. give me Club Paradise over this. Well, you know, stay tuned, everybody. Yeah, I, I'm just saying like, I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, you know, because I mean it is a it's a beach summer movie, mm-hmm. but it's a better movie. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I like Summer Rental a lot. I'm going to give it four. Okay. Four jocks. Wow. Four things. Mm. Four beach blankets. Wow. <laughs> so, Summer Rental, that's my jam. Okay. I, I still enjoy it. So, now let's 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 jump ahead two years. Mm-hmm. Carl Reiner decided, hey, let's make another movie with Summer in the title. Hell yeah. <laughs> summer, summer. Summer School. More of a more of a high school movie than a beach movie. It's right. It's like a high school, literally right next to a beach. Yeah, it's like you can look out the window and yeah, see the and, beach. and go like, oh, we're in summer school and yeah. not out there. It's literally called things. Oceanside High School. It, probably a bad idea. You probably should not put your school there. But well, also for real estate values, I mean, you know, like there's better things to put next to a beach than a high school. Yes, like, which absolutely, you know, put the prisons and the high schools, you know, where it doesn't matter because yes. they're the same thing. Way inland <laughs> on the wetlands or whatever. Um, so yeah, okay. So now, um, uh, Mark Harmon, uh huh. Who, while we're starting off, I have to point out, like, I all right. This is this is pre NCIS. I honestly, yes, it is. I, I no, I'm just saying, like pre NCIS. I have no idea why Mark Harmon is famous. Saying elsewhere, that's it. Saying elsewhere, and then sexiest man alive. Okay, yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, he's one of those people to me. Like, I used to think. I mean, this is how bad it was. Like, I used to mix up him and Brian Benben, so I actually thought Mark Harmon was in Dream On, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, summer school, the guy with Dream On." And I'm like, "Wait, that, that wasn't him." Like, what the fuck did Mark Harmon do? Who is Mark? Like, literally, I am like, I just started like backtracking. I'm like, I don't. Why, who? Why the fuck is Mark Harmon famous? Yeah, yeah. I know they don't look really all no, that I much know, alike, but, but they, like, they have similar haircuts and, yeah. and builds. They're yeah. just that kind of like I'm kind of. Yeah, beefy, I'm, good looking, but yeah. also kind of dopey. Yeah, I mean Brian Benman's a lot smaller dude. But sure. I'm saying, like, I just I used to think Mark Harmon was on Dream On until I realized years later it was like, oh, that's Brian Benman and shit. Yeah, what did Mark Harmon do? Yes, no, he he had a famous storyline on uh, Saint Elsewhere. Go see the snow globe. No, he was not the snow globe, oh, but okay. that's going to come up here shortly. Okay. Uh, so okay, so Mark Harmon is a gym teacher. Uh huh. And the one like the beach. 
you know, chill, yeah. chill, the chillax gym teacher. That yeah, because it's likes. the last day of school, and he's like handing out report cards. And he's like, you may notice your report card's blank. Just put whatever you think yeah. you deserve. Who on else there. knows what you learn more than student cells? And he's actually got the uh, the the scoreboard going yeah, down, counting down, counting down <laughs> the end of the day because right. he's just as excited as they are. Yeah, because he's going to Hawaii with his girlfriend. Yeah, um, Missy from Bill and Ted. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, correct. Um, but see, so Carl Reiner, who is in this movie, uh huh is one of the teachers who's going to be teaching summer school, but yes. he's sitting at his desk while everyone's counting down, scratching off scratch-off lottery tickets. Yeah, he's got some scratches. Yeah, <laughs> and then he wins. Mm-hmm. So he marches into the principal's office and is like, ha-ha, I quit. Screw you guys. Um, so now the vice principal, you know, vice principal Dick or whatever his name is, <laughs> uh, he's like scrambling around trying to find someone to... And to teach remedial English. Remedial well, English. Because there's, there's a montage in the beginning of the movie of all the people that are being assigned summer school. Yeah, the truant officers going around handing right. out summer school. To people that are asleep, people that aren't even at school, people who are doing other dumb shit. Yeah, just yeah. being somewhere. Yeah. And they're all getting slips of paper to report to summer school. Right. So he's got to find someone to do it. And Mark Harmon is like literally the last person leaving the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, Mr. Shoop. Yeah. He's like, no, I was going to Hawaii with you know that chick from Bill and Ted, and, mm-hmm. and, and he's like, no, nah, I, I I understand you're, you're up you're, for tenure. Yeah, yeah, always, <laughs> always the tenure man. If you get the tenure, you're set. Which I'm embarrassed to say, as a kid, I thought they were saying ten year. Mm-hmm. Like I did too. Like it was some don't, sort don't, of like. Don't be embarrassed. I thought the th- I thought if you made it ten years as a teacher, they couldn't fire you. Yeah, it was like you last ten years, you are untouchable. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought like for the Ness. longest time. <laughs> Didn't I thought, wow, teaching's cool. You just it's like war for ten years, and then you just sit back and you're golden. So that's what I thought he was working for the whole time was, mm-hmm. was that. But no, tenure, yes, which is kind of the same thing, but not really. So um, you might get it in ten years, yes, or more or less or yeah. more. But know. yeah, he's like, you got to teach these kids, and maybe I'll recommend you for yeah. ten. Really, I don't care. Well, at first it's just like just babysit them, like just make right. sure they don't set the place on fire. And then, you know, as their animosity builds up, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, they're going to have to take they're going to all have to pass this test at the mm-hmm. end of it. Or, you know, I can I can fire you. Yeah. Well, he, he just starts getting super mad at his antics because right. his antics are basically he's like, I'm a gym teacher. I don't want to teach these kids. Let's just go on field trips and do dumb shit. Right. So he's got this class of fucking screw ups. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all pretty terrible kids. <laughs> they're all I mean, I, you know, by the end, they're all right. But at the beginning, it's just like. Man, punch all these kids in the teeth. They're they are the worst. I feel like I feel like we are going to have exactly opposite ratings on these two movies. I, th- I think we are. All right. <laughs> um. So I mean, the class is just filled with like just weird stereotypes, but yet not. Um, that's that's actually one of the things I I think these kids are great. Like, okay. I, I think the kids are written like for this time period. This was this was almost a damn right downright refreshing movie because of how interesting these kids are written because. I think like the studio world was like your breakfast club was like the let's open the door to like kids aren't just this type, this type, this type. Like mm-hmm. there's more behind their personalities. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this movie just kind of ran with that because they come off like, you know, here's this guy and here's and, and but then like when you kind of learn their backstory, they're they're to me, they're far more interesting. Like you've got two stoner drink drunk kids who are <laughs> obsessed with horror movies yes. and like especially but like they know and like you get the you get the feeling if they get their shit together just long enough they could go do what they want to do. Yeah, they could you know? probably get jobs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying like it's it's interesting like they're obsessed with Rick Rick Baker and, and you know Texas mm-hmm. Chainsaw Massacre and all this stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. then you've got um, and one of them is a Banffcast alum in ski school. Yes, Dean Cameron. Yeah, <laughs> um, who's going to show up again? Yeah, probably. Let me tell you. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm just trying to like run through them all. You've got um, 
that it's it's interesting to me because like they just they don't give her any personality until the end of the movie, and then they like kind of make it all make sense. But there's like a girl you find out later in the movie has a learning disability. Yes, and so it's like she's kind of been a screw up her whole life because it was never diagnosed. Right, which and again is like pretty fascinating in a movie like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got Courtney Thorne Smith is like the surfer girl. Yeah. Um, just she's my Kelly Green. Right. Well, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> I'm just fair. saying, you can have your Kelly Green. That's, that's fair. That's Give, fair. I will have the Courtney Thorne Smith. Yeah. Well, she's just like, you know, literally all day is like time wasted that she's not, you know, catching she tasty wants waves. Be, she wants to be yeah. crunching the tasty waves. Right. <laughs> Which, by know. the way, I had this realization, like, I think it's something about this age, Courtney Thorne Smith, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden I realized, like, Meg Ryan is like, you, you meet Meg Ryan, you're like, oh, hey, Meg Ryan, how you doing? And uh-huh. then you meet her younger sister, Courtney Thorne Smith, and you're like, oh, move out of the way, Meg Ryan. <laughs> yes, excuse me. <laughs> her sexy younger sister, uh-huh. Courtney Thorne Smith. Yes. Because they have a very similar look, but it's like, there's something infinitely more uh, sultry about Courtney Thorne Smith. Yes. But anyway, um, yes. rounding out the rest of the class, you've got a kid who's just... Again, I think this is a fascinating little turn of events, but he sleeps all the time. And yep. their only explanation is like, oh, that's so-and-so. He's nocturnal. Yes. And, and they're like, oh, all right. And then they just move yeah. on. And I'm trying to think who else. The, there's, there's a pregnant girl. There's uh, a pregnant girl. And then there's a nerdy kid. Yeah, there's a real nerdy kid. Who, who's from a family of like super smart people. So like no one understands why he's not, you know, got all straight A's. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this giant black guy that is in the <laughs> beginning of the movie who disappears <laughs> until the very end of the movie. Yeah. It's kind so, of fascinating. I'm not supposed to be yeah. here. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm, you know, he basically threatened. He stands up and is like, you know, a foot and a half taller than Mark yeah. Harmon is just looking down at him. He's like, I'm going to pass this class, right? He's like, chances are looking real good. <laughs> I'm going but, to the bathroom. But yeah, he gets a hall pass. And it's like, you know, the convenience store style, like, yeah. you know, wooden paddle thing. So you can't hide it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like, and he disappears for the entire rest of the movie and shows up like the second to the last day. Yeah. And they're like, where have you been? <laughs> bathroom. <Yeah. laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> missing anyone else in the class? Mm. Oh, well, you get one more brought in. You get the foreign exchange student. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of vagina. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, her. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's in this. Yeah, she's the Italian exchange student. I can't remember if I'm missing anyone. I, oh, I there's said, a football dude. Oh, yeah. yeah who's football dude. Yeah. Who was actually, I think, also in ski school. Was he? Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> all right. Anyway, maybe a bunch of them like piled up and were like, "Hey, let's do, no, I'm pretty let's sure, do movies together." I'm pretty sure football dude and, and uh, was like the best friend of uh, other guy. From, really? In, in ski school? Okay. The other school movie that they were both in. Fair enough. I don't know. <laughs> um, but teaching class next door mm-hmm. to a group of students who are there voluntarily, right. who want to be learning over the summer, is Kirstie Alley. Mm-hmm. Who? This was peak Kirstie Alley time right here. Yep. This is. Hey, Christy Alley. Yeah, this is the peak of the mountain. Yes, yeah. you're like you're looking good, and you're you're on Cheers, and you're in every show, and it's, mm-hmm. yeah, all right, <laughs> way to go. Yeah, um, here, please be on the beach wearing no bra. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, so you notice that too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and it's just basically like the first act is just like, hey, we're all screw ups, let's screw up, and mm-hmm. then it's like, and ah. he's like, he just embraces it. He's like, all right, well, yeah. you know. What Let's, can we do? Like, oh, why don't we go on field trips? Yeah, go karts. And they're like, you know, they <laughs> it's yeah, they just go, montage-y they, dumb. they go to an amusement park, and the by then the Italian exchange student has joined them, yeah. and, and um, like the the two goofball kids are like Siskel and Eberting everything. Yeah. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay, so I, one of the notes I made about this movie is mm-hmm. that y- your enjoyment of summer school is going to depend on your tolerance for Chainsaw and Dave, who okay. are those two characters. Um. When their when their stuff is heavily scripted, it hurts. Like it's painful. Like the the, the constant Cisco and Eberting of things is irritating to me. Like I, it's like 
some cringeworthy kind of stuff, but like you can tell they're doing a bunch of extra stuff in scenes. Uh, almost in almost every scene when an adult is talking, Chainsaw will raise his hand, mm-hmm. and it's never addressed. Like no one ever calls on him or anything. You just see a shot of him raising his hand, like wanting to ask something stupid, but no one ever gives him the chance to. Right. I find that incredibly funny. So. For me, I found like a third of their stuff was actually legit funny. The rest of it was just like, ah, God, guys, come on. This is overwritten and very of the time and doesn't hold up. I suppose. Um, I will say this movie. Thumbs down for me. This movie is 80s as fuck. (laughs) Yes. Like, I mean, just like like fashion wise and uh, personality wise. Yeah. I I mean, mean, there's like a subplot of of, we're going to teach you how to read and write so you can you can write to companies and get free shit. And the free shit that they get are cool dude sunglasses. Yeah, which, which are, are all just ridiculous '80s bullshit. A couple of them, I think, are Back to the Future Two sunglasses that you got from Pizza Hut. <laughs> there was one pair that, like, if if it wasn't modeled, like one was modeled after the other, or it's just the same fucking shit. It was yeah. the futuristic shades from Back to the Future Two that you could get. Mm-hmm. There was one pair that somebody puts on. I'm like, I had those. Y- yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's Kanye glasses in yeah. there. You know. Yeah, they got uh, the shades style mm-hmm. glasses. So. Mm-hmm. But, but yes, 80s as fuck is right. I mean, yeah. like the soundtrack is all like Buckwheat Zydeco. <laughs> I just realized. Boingo, boingo. Well, um, all right. I, I might back around to this, but the football dude, I realized where I know where else I know him from. Besides okay. being he's also in um, uh, um, uh, Heather's. Oh. He's one of the two jocks. OK, that, you know, who I think he is. Bo Diddley. Oh, I'm pretty okay. sure he's the football jock in that one. too. OK. All yeah. right. But yeah. yeah um. So yeah, I mean this it's so strange. I mean these these are two Carl Reiner movies 2 years apart and they couldn't be more different, which I guess is interesting, but um I it, it, this one seems it's not really gags and it's not really jokes, it's just kind of situations that are a bit whimsical, I guess you could say. I mean it's it, this movie's kind of all attitudes. It's not really jokes. It's it's you know there's kind of a jerk and everyone kind of has to rebel against him, but he's not really wrong. <laughs> you know, I mean, he comes down on Mark Harmon for taking all the kids on field trips when they're supposed to be learning remedial English. Well, yeah, except, he, you know, he does make himself out to be a giant ass about it. But yeah, but I mean, he went running down the gym teacher because I know, you know, it's like, what did you expect? Yeah. Like, if you're going to be there anyway, why don't you do it? Right. Like, I, that's that was the thing I didn't understand. Like, if he was going to have to be there all summer anyway, mm-hmm. why don't you just do it? Yeah, I don't want your. You, why would you have your gym teacher teach English and then expect results? Right, it's dumb. Well, I mean, they don't. I mean, there has never been a standardized testing at at, at the end of summer school. I can assure you of that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you have to pass this test, right. uh, which they don't. Uh, <laughs> um, I it, okay. So I want to talk about this one thing that okay. When I was a kid, it didn't like didn't phase me, but then for some reason in this this go around, it did. There's a there's a moment where Mark Harmon has kind of been like, you know what? I'm tired of all these women turning me down. And then it cuts to him in a I, I understand the reason for it, but he goes to a male strip club and he's pretending to be a reporter from Playgirl magazine. And he's just hitting on people, women trying to pick them up. Mm-hmm. It's the one of the creepiest maneuvers I've seen to, to pick up women. I guess I didn't really I guess I didn't put that together. That was like the reason he was in there. I mean, I know he was saying that, but. I don't know why. I think in my head, I just reconciled it that he was looking. He somehow got a tip about the one kid. No, no, because okay. he is completely shocked when he All sees right. that kid. He is there to pick up women, and he doesn't start with the the hottest women in the club either. Mm. It's just like moms. <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's kind of and he's where he's like put on this like 
dumb like late 70s reporter suit i mean it's not even he's his fashion sense isn't great but everything about this is uber creepy it's like this you're a very affable guy throughout this whole film you're you're kind of gleeful about everything Mm -hmm. it's kind of entertaining but all of a sudden your character takes this turn like ew sir (laughs) no um I, so that that bit just to get to the reveal of oh the kid who's sleeping all the time is really a, a stripper right lying um, about his age yes that was odd that was a weird point A to point B thing that they had to do where it's like oh well that's that's interesting um yeah I guess I just didn't pick up on that okay I yeah mean, it yeah. just hit me like wait what is he doing why is he doing that I figured for sure you were going to talk about Courtney Thorne Smith moving in with him. Part. No, no, no. See, yeah. <laughs> the, the the one thing about this movie that I did really, really like, especially in retrospect, is that it is not preachy about the kid, the the problems these kids have mm-hmm. at all. Like, w- you know, one teenager's pregnant. No one. There's not an ounce of shaming her in any way, shape, or form. You've got the kid with dys- dyslexia who is immediately just like, "We're going to get you help." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chainsaw and Dave are basically borderline alcoholics, and it's just kind of like, hey, maybe stop drinking. And they're like, yeah, okay, we'll stop drinking. You've got a 16-year-old kid who's a male stripper. You've got – and the and the, the the preachiest this movie gets is, hey, Mark Harmon, maybe don't let students live with you, which is good advice. <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't think it would have ever happened if Kirstie Alley hadn't come over. Because like, oh sure, it seemed, it seemed like the arrangement was just kind of working. Because <laughs> he did well. Care. All right, so to talk about the plot of the movie, you know, because we kind of went, we went a little more detail about summer, uh, summer rental. And I feel like we did this. Okay. Um, well, I wasn't done. I was oh, just... okay. Uh, just to get to where 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 she's living with him mm-hmm. and why. Mm-hmm. Um, after it's dropped, the bomb is dropped that he has to have them pass this test or he's going to lose his job mm-hmm. and, and forfeit his tenure and all that. Um, he. He talks to Kirstie out. He's like, "How you know? How do you teach kids? How, how do I reach these kids?" <laughs> well, he <laughs> does. He, he does just walk into her class and say, "How do you teach?" Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> She's like, "Oh, you." <laughs> but he basically comes up with the idea to bribe him. He's like, "Look, you know, you play along and listen in class, and maybe do your homework." And uh, they come up with this arrangement where he'll do each one a, a, a favor, a right. wish, or whatever. Yes, he'll grant one wish. Yeah. Um, and they pretty much state all their wishes at the beginning, except for Courtney Thorne Smith. Like, all the other ones, like, we want to have a party on the 4th of July. We yeah. want to, you know, you drive us to work every day. Take me to Lamaze class. You know, teach, teach me, me how, how to drive. drive. <laughs> you know, all these things. And yeah. then she's just like, I'll tell you later when the time's right. And she shows up one night and is basically like, I don't have a place to stay. I just want to stay with you. And he's like, uh, you know, like, stay. That That's it. I mean, he's pretty clear, like, there's a little bit of like she's obviously flirting with him, but he's oh, yeah. just he's just kind of like, all right. He's you like, know. well, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> but she's she's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd let you have the couch, but it got burned at the party, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is actually one of the funnier bits because uh, one of the goofy, go- it's not it's Dave, not Chainsaw. Yeah, has a like a Roman candle style firework, <laughs> and he lights it and is like r- running around with it like a baton, and then throws it out, and Mark Harmon's dog goes yeah. running after it and brings it back brings it back in and drops it on the couch. <laughs> And they're all like, whoa, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and the couch catches on fire. They're throwing beer on it. Right. <laughs> At one point, they were throwing some sort of alcohol in it where it actually flamed up yeah. even more. Yeah. And they're like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like that's, she was like, I can't even give you my couch because it's been burned. You, mm-hmm. you know, you sleep on the floor. And she's like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll cook and clean and do all this stuff around the house. And, yeah. Um, you know, and that's, that's just, that's, I'm just saying that's like how they get to that arrangement. And mm-hmm. so like. He's, you know, she's like making dinner one night and Kirstie Alley just pops in to say something. He's like, oh, uh, do you maybe want to tell me why you have a student living <laughs> yeah, here? A 16 year old girl yeah. living with you. And he's like, she just need a place to stay. Yeah. That's it. And yeah. She's like, OK. And to be fair, like the entire Courtney Thorne Smith family shows up 
when she asks if he could stay mm-hmm. and they're like, she can stay. Okay, sweet. Yeah. We don't have any room in our house. Cause we're all weird blonde freaks who keep reproducing. <laughs> so it, yeah, it's strange, but yeah, Christy Alley just shows up. And is like, Hey, maybe don't have a student live with you. And he's like, ah, but my laundry, <laughs> you, make a, you make a good point. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, that, Oh, you mean, Oh, she likes me. Oh, okay. He seemed totally oblivious to it the whole time. Um, yeah, so that causes some problems, but not like dire movie problems. She's just grumpy with him for a while, and then, well, then she—I mean, well, she's basically like, oh, you know, I, you know, I was crushing on you, whatever. Yeah. Like, don't talk to me anymore for yeah. like, because you know, it's the it's the peak in the story where it's like, okay, now we're gonna have strife. Yes, you know, and because the strife is the kids are like, we want more things, right? And he's like, you son of a bitch, yeah, kids! Like, <laughs> you've taken everything. I'm all day and all night trying yeah. to teach you. And, Screw you, know. you! I quit. Yeah, and they're like, well, what? <laughs> And I, I, I don't know. Whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to dance around anymore. I really like this movie, and I'm going to stop kind of trying to hide why. Okay. Um, there are little things, that, little touches in the, this movie that I really, really like. Um, there is a point when his, when it's in his down phase, where he's laying on the beach, like now drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's just like fuck it all, mm-hmm. and, and he has this thing with his dog. He has this Cabbage Patch Kid head. That's Wonder his dog. Mo- that Wonder Mutt, his dog has <laughs> as a toy. Yeah. It's, it's named Bob. Bob. Um, and he tosses Bob into the ocean, and it's just like fuck it, and passes out in his chair. Yeah. And the, and Bob goes out into the undertow and doesn't. And the dog's like running around in like you know panicked mode. Yeah. And all the kids come up, and after they, it's after the. I guess I have to set the scene up a little bit better. It's the I'm, big set piece of the movie. It's so. the big set piece of the movie because there is a point where like after he's quit, the the vice principal guys come in one day and try to teach them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then brought the next day was like I'm going to bring in a, a substitute, you know. And so Chainsaw and Dave decide this is when we're going to do our special effects spectacular for when the substitute walks in. Right. And they've done this whole, like, the whole class is murdered thing. Yeah. Something that wouldn't fly in a movie now. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, it's really, really good special effects. Like, really good special effects in the scene. Yeah. Like eye- eyeballs hanging out, intestines everywhere. One kid's, uh, like, the, the exchange student's, like, pinned up against the door and all gray, you know, like mm-hmm. she's dead. The pregnant girl has, right. like, a ruler that's, like, stuck yeah. in her mouth, but, right. like, poking through her cheeks. And- yep. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's-, it's, it's really good stuff. And anyway, like, substitute runs away screaming, and they're like, they're basically like, Vice Principal's like, what? What is it going to take? And they're like, we want, we want Mr. Shoot back. So they go find him on the beach. Yeah. And I only say that because, like, he's been passed out. He doesn't know his dog's toys gone. And the dog, I, I thought the dog was gone too. Like he was going to wake up and the dog was gone. Cause it was chasing the toy. Um, dog but, swam out to yeah. Well, yeah. Just like ran away, like in a panic, like I'm yeah. not coming back until I find my toy. Right. But they show up and the dogs there and like, you know, they're, they're having this like reconciliation thing where they're like, come on, you got to come back. We're going to, we're going to do better. And yeah, we're you know, good kids. but they're all still like kind of half wearing the makeup. <laughs> yeah, stuff. They're all st- like all the blood and shit is dried right. to them. It's all stuck and yeah. gooey. And, but, um, I just like, I love that. Like, you know, we're getting ground to the end of the movie. Of course, you know, things go well. Well, they go mostly well because they take the test and they don't pass as a, as a group unit, but then yeah. they show like how much they all improved, Yeah, which is like 150% in most cases. You know, like yeah, they were like super stupid when they started. Right. Now they're just kind of stupid. Yeah, a few of them passed, and a few of them were like just underpassing and could do it right. with a little bit more teaching and learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when all this happy stuff is going, like the dog finds the toy, like they're in the 
the final scene of the beach, it's like him and Kirstie Alley have gotten together and they're, you know, from here to returning, kissing yes. on the beach. Yeah. And the dog's toy runs up, <laughs> this, like, washes up on the beach. Disgusting, seaweed moldy, thing. gross yeah. thing. And the dog's like, oh, fuck yeah. yeah it's Bob. <laughs> yeah. Because he tries to make him another Bob with another cabbage, like knockoff cabbage. Dog's not having no. But there's that. There, I'm just saying, there are little things in the movie, like the sad part with the dog is sitting there on the couch, just like, that's nah, not my yeah. Bob. Nope. Man. <laughs> oh, man. I just. I really like this movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you had anything else to add. I, I kind of rambled through no, no, the that, second half of that movie. No, basically, that's, that's but. fine. It's uh, you know, I, it's just I, there's there are bits and pieces of it that I like, and I like the movie overall as a whole. I do. It's just that I don't. I, I aside from the, like the big horror s- scene standout thing, which. I, I appreciate the fact that the vice principal guy never once like buys into it. Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, what? Why are you screaming? The, no, <laughs> they're they're being dumb kids and they don't make like I appreciate that that guy never bought into it for right. a second. Um, well, wasn't there one other part where like Mark Harmon and somebody were just like clapping because they were like, didn't they do some other wacky stunt that mm-hmm. where he's just like, you know, for the very beginning, he was just like, all right, well, we'll play. It. Oh, it, yeah. Or they were doing the humming thing. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. I don't know. The movie's all right. I mean, I, I I had gone through a period of time where like I liked it as a kid and then kind of watched it like a little later and was like, oh, this movie sucks. And then watched it again. Now I'm like, okay, it's not bad. It's, it's good spirited. It's, it's kind of gleeful. Mark Harmon is just like having so much fun in this and he deadpan some lines that are really good. Um, You know, Courtney Thorne Smith. I, I like Christy Alley. I like, <laughs> I like a lot of these things. I just, it just doesn't have that big. You like a lot of these things. Yes, it it just doesn't have <laughs> jokes or lines or things in it that I just that are memorable to me that stand out. So, um, I you know, I'm gonna give it like two, two jocks. I do like it. Mm-hmm. It's just if it, it's not summer rental to me, and it just it just doesn't have the thing, you know that that like oh that bit that. Oh, that joke! You know, it just doesn't yeah. have. That. I'm sure. I'm sure both people. I'm sure people, if they listen to this, are going to come after us for nostalgic colored glasses, and I, I don't give a shit. Hmm. Um, I, I'd give this four. I mean, okay. like, like I said, exactly opposite ratings for the two movies. And the thing about this one is, is like, I watched this a few times, like when it was new when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember liking it, and I haven't seen it since. Oh, okay. And so, like, it's weird, like how much I like this. Like, I've seen Summer Rental every couple years, mm-hmm. like five years. Since it was new, you know, just like uh, have I seen it? it actually kind of got to a point where like have I I've seen somewhere I haven't seen that right, <laughs> and and I'd have to watch it and kind of remind myself. This I actually feel like I'm actually almost mad that it wasn't like more in a rotation. Hmm. That like I feel like this should be should have been in my rotation about as much as Better Off Dead was. Oh okay, like that's I mean I'm just saying like that's how much I like this. Like okay. I I would probably watch this. Just it just it just left me with a really good feeling. Like when the movie was over, I was like. Yeah, I, I I liked how all that worked out. It didn't feel, it felt satisfying. It didn't feel like movie like all right, everything worked out. That's just a little weird. It's just like it was like things worked out just enough. Yeah, like everyone's gonna be better except for the shit heel, and you know like <laughs> right thing will be all right here. You know, not that it's like we have to wrap everything up and give every the everybody the happiest ending, and like that's that's not realistic. So yeah, and I mean this wasn't even like a, a situation where the kids were seniors and had to graduate. I right. mean they were all like supposed to be. 16, 16 17 you know, although some of them yeah. were <laughs> horribly old right um but i even like like i mean there's a i mean whatever we're talking about every detail of the movie i like the point where uh like during the final test the the pregnant girl has her baby like after it's over <laughs> and you know 
There's weird lines said there, like yep. like Chainsaw Dave, Chainsaw Dave, or like, yeah. Can you bring us the umbilical cord? Maybe the afterbirth and the afterbirth. If, if it's if you if you can, yeah. And they look. They're rushing out of the room, and they stop and look at them like, what? <laughs> no. And then there's a point where all the just the kids are sitting around, like having this little like you know like she you know she now is no longer wearing the pregnant girl belly, so she looks yeah. normal, and yeah. and it's like this miraculous like, oh, you lost. 50 pounds <laughs> right magically in two days yeah. good job yeah. but um they're all just kind of like having this little introspective moment which i like that it's a lot of movies would have never had a scene like this where yeah. the kids are allowed to just be kids that like mark Harmon would have had to be in every scene right and i just like the fact that they're kind of sitting around and there's they jokingly follow up on the really weird line with no no cord yeah all right <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but you know it's it's touching to me because like it's Obviously, it's a good idea, probably considering the age and whatnot of the kids. And she's just like, you know, I, you know, I gave, gave my baby up for adoption and yeah. all this stuff. I mean, it's just it's like a nice little touching moment where it's like, all right, you're going to probably be okay too, because football guys falling for her despite right. being pregnant. You right. know, he's like become her little boss coach and yeah. all this stuff. It, it was weird too because like when when that scene started, she was like. Yeah, you know, the the baby's healthy and everything and blah blah blah. And I was like, "Wait, you didn't name this kid? It's obviously been some time." And then it was like, "Oh, wait, you're you're giving it up for adoption." And the only, they're all like, "Oh." And then Courtney Thorne Smith is like, "That's great. That's mm-hmm. you get to be a kid still. That's fantastic." <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, like I was saying, this movie's not preachy at all. No. It it doesn't get up its own ass about any of that stuff. It's it's not like, "Hey, fix these kids." It's just like, "Hey, maybe make them not as stupid." Right. I would say this is the lighthearted breakfast club because yeah. I mean, it like breakfast still breakfast breakfast club still kind of comes at you with a message yes. you know and i don't get me wrong i love that movie to death mm-hmm. i'm just saying it still kind of comes at you pretty heavy and this is the this is the lighthearted version of that sure this is maybe like hey learn to read yeah maybe it, it'll help you yeah. and it's kind of an argument too it's like hey when you're adults you, you're going to want to know how to do this yeah. it will help you this he's not teaching them like trigonometry or some bullshit yeah calculus yeah <laughs> <laughs> how do i reach these kids <laughs> but Okay, so it's worth noting that uh-huh. Mark Harmon was on St. Elsewhere. Okay. Kirstie Alley was on Cheers. Okay. At one point, St. Elsewhere went to Cheers. Mm. So nothing in this movie exists. <laughs> it's all in the snow globe. Oh, you're saying that Cheers can't exist because it's... Cheers is part of the whole... St. Elsewhere universe? Yep. It doesn't exist. So therefore, there's no Mark Harmon. There's no Kirstie Alley. So there's also no Frasier? Nope. No Fra- absolutely no Frasier. Wow. I just messed with my whole entire existence. <laughs> So, I'm going to become a Niles list. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I had to come way the fuck around for that one. Man. Get Whiplash doing that? <laughs> Holy shit. I, I, was, I was glad, though, to learn, like, the origin of that Salt and Pepper song, because, you know, uh, his name is Mr. Shoop, so oh. obviously that song was... Sure. A tribute to this movie, I guess? Right. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, who doesn't want to have sex with Mark Harmon? Uh-huh. I, I well, I think that's what shooping is. No, that's makes his me, name, Mister Shoop. Right, but it makes me want to shoop shoop. Baby, right, like shoop go baby. to his class. And uh, I don't think so. What? No, no, I think it means have sex with Mark Harmon I, it, or Angie Harmon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Some Harmon, Dan Harmon, any Harmon. I, okay, <laughs> <laughs> Dan Harmon. <laughs> we'll just get them all together and it'd be harmonious. <laughs> End this. All right, what? Okay. <laughs> ah, so that's summer rental and summer school. Right. Uh, they're good. We have opposite opinions. Yeah, but we both still liked them. Right. Um, they got they got positive 
Positive numbers. Well, do, I mean, I, were we using our standard negative scales? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Sure. I don't know if I would have gone two then for Summer Rental. I, I'm just, I'm, I mean, Summer Rental B is like, sorry, it's kind of a flatline movie to me. Like, okay. I just, okay. every couple of years, I'm like, yep, there's. We're allowed I, to disagree. I would, I would rather watch The Great Outdoors. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so anyway, that's, that's the first uh, installment of mm-hmm. summer movie season summer. I don't know. We have no name for this. No, it's, we, it's we just do not. Bamf-cast Probably because it's going to morph into some other stupid project we do when the summer's over. More than likely, because we can't keep going. Um, but anyway, so we're going we're gonna to be back in a week mm-hmm. or so with uh, two more summer beach movies. Uh, if you're listening to this on Patreon, uh, thank you. Sure this to, is for you. Be sure to mark off your card so you can complete your beach blanket bingo. Yes. <laughs> Please do that. <laughs> Center Square is free. <laughs> yeah. We give you that one. Yeah. So... Um, you know, this was only as long as you pledge a dollar. Mm-hmm. This is this is free for you. But if a month has gone by, you're listening to this on the main feed, which is that's cool too. Oh yeah, that's right. We're doing that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, however you're listening to this, that's that's cool. That's cool. But you know, either way, thank you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you. So uh, and the regular show you can find at bamfcast.com. You know that you're not just listening to this, <laughs> having not heard anything. <laughs> Who are these else. two people? <laughs> I mean, they didn't introduce themselves. They're just rambling. I'm a giant fan of movies with summer in the title. I just found this randomly. Who are you? Please explain. Who is Mark Harmon and why is he famous? What are jocks? (laughs) So, yeah, that's it. Uh, So anyway, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And uh, this is Bamfcast Extra. Over. Uh, Over? Under? Out. Uh, Roger. (laughs) Sorry, Vector, Vector. Oh, it's so bad. The bull legged one. <laughs> yeah. What's your name? Damn thing. That sounds sexy. Uh, here I go. Here I go. Here I go. Again, oh, girls, man. what's my weakness? Man. Okay, then chillin', chillin'. Mindin' my business. Word. Your souls, I looked around and I couldn't believe this. I swear, I stand. My niece, my witness. The brother had it going over something kinda. Me wanna 